Hello there, I am Paul Church, the director of the Anemo Group, a tech, data and digital talent solution. This is our podcast, Talent and Growth, and in this we get insights from talent leaders on their challenges and solutions to all things attraction and retention related. And today I am talking to Charlotte Lamb, the head of talent and people at Beastit, and we're discussing how to maintain a human element with your interviewing process, which is really interesting because Rightly so, uh, we are all very, very aware of unconscious bias and making sure we have inclusive interview processes, but have we lost something along the way? Uh, Charlotte and I discussed this, I hope you enjoy it. Hello there, and today I'm joined by Charlotte Lamb, who is the Head of Talent and People at Feastit. Um, and today we're gonna to be talking about how to maintain a human element with your interviewing process. Charlotte, first of all, how are you doing? Good, good. I'm very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Well, good to have you with us, and um, thanks for taking part in this. And I'm interested to have this conversation with you. It's it, it's a it's a tough one. It's a good one, um, it and, and I'm I'm think we'll, we'll enjoy it. And hopefully, the listeners will uh, will get some value from it. So, before we go into it, though, let, let, let's just talk a little bit about your journey and your background, and leading on to what you do right now for Feast It. Sure, absolutely. I mean, um, I sort of started out in the very typical kind of recruitment agency world uh, for about four years, uh, recruiting in the kind of creative industries and loved uh, that job, loved the team I had. It was a great company, uh, but I always felt there was something a little bit kind of missing um, just in terms of, you know, not being able to kind of work on the, the follow-up experience, the employee experience. It was very kind of, you know, anyone who has worked in recruitment, it's a lot of the same thing over and over again. And to progress, it's kind of more of the same volume rather than editing kind of the process. So I actually went uh, internally to one of my clients, uh, who's a really big events agency at the time, and, and uh, got quite a baptism of fire learning all about HR and, and employee experience and recruitment process from uh, inside, which was a very eye-opening, um, but loved it, really, really loved it. And that was in, in Manchester at the time, I was really looking for a move down to London um so I, I did that for a year or so moved down to a really lovely kind of talent uh, and employer brand consultancy in London um funnily enough did a little bit of consulting at the company I'm now at uh called Feastip um after that I joined another uh, talent consultancy company called Hidden um who have a really great angle on trying to remove unconscious bias uh, and addressing kind of diversity in the creative industry again which is just a real passion point um they were amazing it was really sadly made redundant um throughout covid which was was absolutely gutting I, I loved working with them but I opened up this this incredible opportunity um I did a little contract in the interim and, and are now back at feast it um and feast it is a tech platform working in the event sector um really growing just gone through some series a round of investment uh and I've been brought on yeah as their their head of people in talent doing all things people all things recruitment everything culture and, and everything else really anything they want of me I'm trying to do that that's sort of what brings me here I guess fantastic you sound very busy so I appreciate you spending mm. some time with us uh, even more so um, so let, let's delve into this topic so mm. where do you think we have lost the human element during our interview processes along the way and why do you think that is I think there's there's a real kind of dichotomy in the industry at the moment where uh, and, and as I mentioned with, with Hidden, you know, working for a company that the, the kind of whole focus is to remove unconscious bias from the process. Right. And by doing that, people look at blind CVs. 
Um, they try to kind of remove any personal details throughout the process. So you really just focus down on skills, experience, um, which is a great way of doing it, a great way of kind of really addressing the diversity imbalance and, and making people not hire people like themselves, but actually hiring people based on that. However, there are some kind of platforms um, and ways of working where people have really paired it back to like just basically completely quantify people's experience. You're, you're really looking at them uh, as kind of numbers and data, which does solve that problem, but does in, it, in the other kind of element just completely remove that human, that kind of personal culture aspect that goes in the interview process. Some people are still still focusing far too much on that. I'm sure everyone who's worked in recruitment will have had somebody hire somebody because, oh, they just kind of feel like they might be the right fit or, you know, they went to the same university as them or they like the same band. And, you know, it, it, I think we need to tr really kind of find that balance and the human element should never be completely removed, but it's just about kind of adjusting and understanding the unconscious bias that kind of comes in there. Yeah, it's really interesting because I, th I think back, I think I might have mentioned to you the other day, you know, I've been a manager in some form for about 10 years now. And I, it just terrifies me to think that there were certainly times when I interviewed people for jobs and I just didn't hire them for what I didn't, didn't think they'd be right. Just didn't think so. You know, there's nothing behind it other than a feeling. And it's so it. awful, isn't it? We've all done it. Mm. I think we've all done it. We've all been blind and, and a little bit kind of just oblivious of, of that own situation. It's really great that it's a topic that's kind of being brought up to start addressing that imbalance and to stop hiring stop thinking that culture is because like you will want to go out and get pissed like that just doesn't need to be the, the way that it is you know and I think the past two companies I've worked for they've, they've found a really great balance where we're all aligned in our mission statement we're all aligned in where we're going as a business but that doesn't mean we all have to like the, the same things you know, we're people from all different parts of the world from all different backgrounds but we're brought together with one vision and that's really all you need to kind of unite you yeah, absolutely. So I suppose what we're saying then, or what you're saying, Rob, is that we, we, along the way, when we're trying to do the right thing and keep this about um, the person, the skills, and we're using matrix, matrixes, easy for me to say, and quantitative mm -hmm. data, um, mm -hmm. we may have gone too far down that route. Yeah, we have. I think there's been a little bit of overcompensation and, and there's definitely a lot of new, um, as I said, those platforms that have come out that that really focus in on you know even kind of doing psychometric tests as well and 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 starting to kind of filter things down that way but you do lose some of that great human connection that you build throughout the interview process and I think what's really important is it's it's not about the process of interview it's about the introduction of potential candidates and I have to say I have only ever got one of my jobs in my entire career through a job application um, every single job that I've ever had is because I reached out to the owner of the company individually and said, I really love what you're doing. I'm really passionate about what you're doing. Uh, and, and that kind of got me in the process. Whereas I think if honestly I applied, I probably would not have been successful because of my experience. That part of the human connection, seeing that people can have the passion for what we're aligned in doing whilst not necessarily breaking down their skill set 100%. I think that's really important. Um, and uh, yeah, we've just gone a little bit too far away. And I think as long as you can get those people in the pipeline at that early stage, open that up, open that human connection up right at the top of the funnel. Then if you want to kind of break things down so that you sort of, you then remove that unconscious bias and the favoritism, that's when that can start to work. So how do we keep that process process inclusive then and without the bias and still keep that human element? What do you think? I do. I do think there is a, definitely a way that you can kind of, you know, really 
looking at things that would normally not be measurable as measurable you know experience can be very hard to measure but anything that you can kind of break down into numbers and start kind of quantifying it as as data you know from a if it's a designer or account manager you can still kind of look at relationship management for example you can still rate that on a scale of one to five and set tasks around how you can measure that rather than just having a really good conversation with someone you know you if you can start to measure and compare that's the most important thing I think the second thing that we we can do which I've always frustrates me I've had this at every single role is people always compare candidates to other candidates right and as soon as you're comparing people to other people that is that's exactly where your unconscious bias comes into place you're favoring people you're finding things to prefer from one person over another what you really need to do is compare each candidate that's in that pipeline against that kind of hard and fast job spec that job spec is what you're looking for that's the kind of that's the data and as soon as you can kind of bring it back to that you can still add that data check your unconscious bias and kind of really break it down to experience and skill set without kind of going down that whole route yeah absolutely and do you think that are there roles you think where we don't need to worry about the human element is it just where it can do just down to skills or is this with every role do you think I think it's honestly there is a lot of variation in it you know there are so many companies now that are 100% remote that are completely tech-based companies and these people are never going to interact um, and a lot of them don't want to interact or don't really care particularly about the mission or the vision of the company that they're working on because they will have been hired from a completely different country to do to work a project project work right in that instance I think you know the human element it is less focused because really you are hiring somebody based entirely on their their tech skills right um, and in that instance, as long as it's not removing any candidates from the process, as long as you're not being biased or, or you know, exclusive in that way, like, honestly, I think if that works for your company and that's going to make sense for you, absolutely go for it. There are other companies, companies that, for example, the company I'm at or an events company, we're building a company that is literally leveraging the human experience. We, we are creating experiences for people and we wholeheartedly believe that that is very, very important in this world. Therefore, if we had a company of people who didn't care about human experience or, or weren't all aligned in that and interacting with each other and understanding that that was important to what we're doing, that wouldn't work. Um, so, it, you know, you've got to kind of understand, I think, as long as the leaders are aligned and as long as the leaders know what they're trying to achieve from their workforce and their culture, then it will make sense. And that could be that everything <laughs> relies on the human element and we can still measure that. Or maybe it doesn't really matter that much. It's just going to be more of a tech focus. Gotcha. Uh, as well as skill sets, is it OK to keep aspects such as values and behaviours in job, job briefs? And, and if so, how? I think so, as long as they've been defined in the correct way early on. Um, you know, you have, I think people are getting better at values. People would kind of pluck them out of the air, I think, for a lot of startups. And innately, if they've been decided by the two people who run the business, there will be bias there, right? Um, if it has been decided by the collective business, and you can, again, kind of quantify them down into behaviours, behaviors should not be exclusive you should all be able to be united in behaviors of the way that the company works that's how you achieve things and how you achieve things together that's not you know discriminatory that's just being more aligned in the way that you behave so no I think that's I think it's really important to have that I think it's very important to have that especially when you're looking at companies that have an element of human experience because you, you want to all be working aligned and in the same way and be able to kind of be measured of your success in the same way as well 
Yeah, agreed. And what what advice would you give to other talent leaders around making their processes as fair and inclusive as possible, yet still treading that line and being personable as well? How do you do it? What advice I just, would you give? There's just no right answer. And I think this is this is uh, what's really difficult. It's it is understanding what is right for your business and and deciding that as a as a senior leadership team uh, and then making sure that that's enacted throughout the whole company, right? So it very much starts about how how your company culture is going to be. Once you can understand what you want from your company culture, what you want your people to be working towards together, you can then break that down into understanding what your values would be and therefore your behaviors, understanding about what sort of culture you're building internally. And therefore that would translate into the interview experience. You know, you can, as I said, if you're building a tech team, it's a remote tech team, they're working on a project and you don't, you're really kind of indifferent as to that interaction you can really go down that that area of really just kind of interviewing people from tasks um, and and removing the human element from it as much as possible if you want to build a company culture where you are really like a, a collaborative team whether you're collaborating digitally or in person you kind of really need to identify that and make sure that your interview experience reflects that um whilst you know obviously kind of always checking on unconscious bias i would say a blend of the two is best opening it up so that if people message you and reach out to you, you always give them that chance to have a phone call and give them the chance to kind of sell themselves to you on a person to person basis. But then as soon as they've entered to that interview process, that kind of actually really being measured against the role, that's when you not need to start looking at things objectively. That's when you need to start slightly removing that kind of human experience from the process and measuring them quantifiably against the data, the skills, the experience. Okay, brilliant. Well, look, thanks so much, Shell. I think you've given some really good answers to an re- incredibly tough question. Um, so good, so good, good, good work. Um, I'm sure people might want to pick your brain on this. What's the what's the best way for people to contact you around this or anything else? Honestly, message me on LinkedIn. And like, I am somebody that loves the human element of the interview process. I absolutely thrive off speaking to people on the phone. I get to do it all day, every day. And I get to speak to some amazing people. If anyone messaged me on LinkedIn, whether they're right for a job or not, like I will always engage with people because you never know. You never know where people could end up and you never know how you might be able to help them. So um, yeah, message me on LinkedIn, add me. I will accept everybody. I'm not picky. (laughs) Happy to chat. There you go. An invitation from Charlotte. Well, look, everyone who's listened, thank you very much for this. Do reach out to Charlotte if you have further questions on it. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with one other person who you think will benefit to help grow the community. But Charlotte, thanks so much for your time thank today. You. Thank you so much. And I'll see everybody. I'll see you all soon. Cheers. <laughs>